Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is our Titans reporter for A to Z Sports.com, Sam Phelan. Uh, make sure you follow us all over social media because we are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter timeline at A to Z Sports. And make sure you hit us up on uh, Instagram and TikTok for more Titans coverage. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. Make them a part of a new car buying process by going to see them in Lebanon or at wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans, better coverage rates and service. Learn more about a health plan for you at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. And our new sponsor, Aura, who is all about keeping you safe from the dark web. You can sign up using our link, aura.com slash ATOZ, A-U-R-A.com slash ATOZ for a two-week free trial and see how many data brokers are sharing your information and get those data brokers uh, to stop sharing your information right there. So uh, immediately, uh, Sam, I see Big Jeff, Ohio State fan Big Jeff says, can't wait to see what major red flag for Stroud is. Jeff, we are not going to just throw shade at CJ Stroud for being late to lunch or not showing up to the Manning camp. That is not what we are discussing today, Jeff. So don't, we're not going on a witch hunt on CJ Stroud. I, I don't think, that we're going to try to stoop to that level because I think there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people that will do that in draft season that will take shots uh, at players that, you know, seem very petty, but this is not very petty. We would not call a not showing up at the mating camp when you'd never really fully committed in the first place, a major red flag. What we will show as a major red flag is what C.J. Stroud scored on the S2 test. And we talked about this last Friday, Sam. Jack and I did. The S2 test, cognitive skills that uh, monitor and grade players' perception speed, search efficiency, tracking capacity, visual learning, instinctive learning, decision complexity, distraction control, impulse, impulse control, and improvisation. And Sam, we knew that C.J. Stroud did not grade on a passing level, we knew Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, and Will Levis all had those check marks of, yeah, they passed. They passed that threshold. Well, now we've got this, Sam. Notable scores from the S2 cognitive test. And C.J. Stroud not just didn't pass, but he bombed this thing with an 18% out of 100. Bryce Young with a 98 Anthony Richardson, 79, Will Levis, a 93, and Hinton Hooker with a low score of 46. Uh, and so there's a lot to pick apart here, but that major red flag, Sam, is right there that, that C.J. Stroud didn't just have a low score, but he bottomed out with an 18 out of 100. That has to be a major red flag. Well, yeah, I mean, and Jeff says like, oh God, this stupid test again. And I'm not surprised if there's a lot of people that feel that way, that feel like this is just a test. And uh, here we go again with another one of these stupid tests. But I, I think you and I are both in agreement that the S2, at least in theory, is very different from some of these tests that we've seen in the past that are more of like IQ tests. I mean, the purpose of this is to test some cognitive skills 
that you showed right here, which are applicable to the quarterback position. I mean, there is a reason that quarterbacks test higher in the S2 than every other position in the NFL by a substantial margin. And the second best are safeties because these things like perception, speed, search, efficiency, visual learning, tracking capacity, like those are things that those positions do on a down to down play to play basis on a football field. And you have to excel at in order to be like a truly like good player at that position. Now, does your test result mean that you can't excel at those things at the NFL? I wouldn't say that there is a precedent for that, but Austin, like here is something from uh, this new study as well that uh, the S2 people will say, Hey guys, that, that guy graded high on this test. The guys that grade high on this test don't always play well. One club executive said, but we've never had somebody grade low and play well. Stroud scored an 18. That is like red alert, red alert. You can't take a guy like that. That is why I have Stroud as a bust. That is a conjunction with the fact name one Ohio state quarterback that's ever done it in the league. Now I, you know, I don't believe in the Ohio state thing. I think it's, it, it's different. Five years ago, Ohio state is different from today. Ohio state. Like I, 20 I, I years ago, Ohio state, right? Think, like, yeah. And you know, I believe in Justin Fields. So like I, all these schools that don't have a quarterback that's done it in the league, you haven't had one till you do have one. Uh, and we've seen that with Alabama in recent years as well. So that, that means nothing to me, but I do think it is notable to say you might not know what this test is yet but it is at least concerning that nobody has scored low on this test and like succeeded at the next level so far. I mean, it's in the infancy of it's kind of like, well, there, there's seven years of data on it is what we're looking at, Sam. And, and I, you know, I go back and I'm trying to, in this, uh, where we got those quotes is from uh, golongtd.com. Uh, Bob McGinn went through and, and is going through a lot of his research and what he's hearing from, scouts and other NFL personnel and execs about these quarterbacks. And so, you know, he brings up the S2 scores that he got from, um, from, from some of his sources. And there's other quotes uh, like this, that, you know, uh, Joe Burrow played and tested very well on this S2 test, uh, which is a 30 to 45 minute exercise conducted on a specially designed gaming laptop and response pad that can record reactions in two milliseconds. And so it measures how they process and make split second decisions, which I think for the quarterback position and what we've talked about in the past with the safety position, it does and should translate. If you score high on it, you have a better capacity to play the position, but it doesn't mean you're going to succeed. But if you score a low on it, then you're going to have some holes in your game. Um, and so when people talk about Joe Burrow and how he goes about things and how he has a feel for the game and Bryce Young has a feel for the game, they see the S2 test uh, show up on the field. And one uh, exec said, and one source said that CJ Stroud, when you look at his film, knowing that he scored this low in the S2 test, it kind of makes sense uh, overall. So, you know, I, I don't, this seems like um, being that low on the S2 should be a red flag, but let's go ahead and ask. Well, real quick, there's just a bunch, a bunch of comments I want to get to because um, ke- people mocking this, right? Like gaming laptop and quick decision making. Kyler probably got a 100 percent from all from all that Call of Duty. Maybe so, but again, like remember what we're saying here 
is that just because you score high doesn't mean you're going to be a great player. But if you score low, they haven't had a player be successful. And so you can make all the jokes that you want about these tests, but what is what is the game? It's physical and mental. We, we've all heard the cliches, and it's getting even more analytical and even more mental from a quarterback uh, position that has to process and make decisions in their head to act out with their body, right? And so, like, this has to go into effect of how you evaluate quarterback prospects. Yeah, I don't think this is like a, a tried and true formula yet of like, you know, the S2 is, is you know, produces results. And like, if you test poorly on the S2, you can't be a good quarterback or the quarterback that had a higher score is definitely going to be the better prospect. Like, I don't think we're at the point where this has proven itself enough yet. But CJ Stroud is going to be a very, very interesting case study for the S2 believers out there and the people that, uh, you know, put a lot of stock into this test because it is kind of a new age thing that uses some newer technology and, and kind of tracks some different, like, like you said, like I said, it's not an IQ test, right? It, it's testing your brain's response speed and cognitive skills in a few different areas that are essential to playing a quarterback. Like you, when you drop back in the pocket, your ability to process information, track coverages and wide receivers, make quick decisions, have a good reaction speed. Like those are the things that put a, a good physical quarterback into a great quarterback because they have those intangibles uh, that I guess don't show up on in a NFL combine. Right. So uh, like it, it will be very interesting to watch how uh, Stroud translates now knowing this information. And now that these scores are becoming more public every year, like I, this is the first year that I have really heard about S2 going into the draft. This yep. is not something that I feel like has been discussed. I mean, we've heard it, right? Like you said, Joe Burrow did awesome. The The rumors, Justin Fields did awesome on it. But that was kind of like after the fact that we've heard those those like, like crazes of them. Yeah, nobody knew Brock Purdy scored high on this until he like ripped off nine straight wins with the 49ers. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 you know, it wasn't relevant until it was relevant. Right. And so, so I mean, again, we don't know well, we don't want to put too much into this too early, but like you look at the numbers, right? So yeah, Brock Purdy did what he did. What if Jake Hayner becomes a really good quarterback that comes out of nowhere this year? Like now, what, what can you say about the S2 other than, hey, it's been right in our faces with two of the last guys that, and like, I'm not here to say Jake Hayner is going to be that guy in the NFL. I don't know. But 96 on the test is a very good score. And knowing what we know about Brock Purdy and Joe Burrow and what we think we know about Justin Fields and obviously Drew Brees, who's the all-time highest scorer, I believe. Um, what does that tell us about the the results Here's, of this? And CJ Stroud, obviously, for the other side of things on can a low-scoring QB translate? Yeah, and, and that you know, I don't know, and that's going to be interesting. And top tier asks who confirmed these scores, and again, all we can go on is what is being reported, and uh, Bob McGuin is who put, uh, excuse me, Bob McGinn is who put this out there from golongtd.com. He's covered the NFL since the early 80s and and for multiple outlets on a local and then national level. Uh, and so it's not exactly like, like Bob McGinn's just some hack out here. He's getting these from, uh, from sources because even the Wonderlick wasn't public information until somebody leaked it out there. And the Wonderlick, Wonderlick is crap. 
I mean, it's an IQ test. Like it was, and, a, and it, it was a test that was that was developed like 50 years ago. Yeah, that was good for 50 years ago, and then quickly got outdated. But it was what they had uh, to start with. It was the beginning and of it, all this. Here. Yeah, and, and I mean, and I you see all the time quarterbacks that tested terrible on the wonder like that were very good NFL quarterbacks, and it became known pretty quickly that hey, these things don't have a correlation. But in the small sample size that we have of S two there seems to be some sort of connection here. And it is why you at least have to raise an eyebrow at CJ Stroud, even hand up as somebody who has loved him. He's my favorite quarterback in the draft. And we'll talk about, you know, how big of a deal we think this is, Mm -hmm. but it at least kind of goes, huh, that's odd. When you see Bryce young is at a 98 and the guy that uh, was right up there in the one, two conversation with him got an 18. That is a massive, massive gap. Yes, it is. All right, Sam, let's uh, have this conversation. Let's ask the question. Is CJ Stroud's red alert score of an 18 on the S2 a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Is it a big deal, small deal, or no deal? Uh, But I'm going to tell you guys about the Bone and Joint Institute, and then we'll get to your answers on the question. I have a feeling uh, Big Ten Jeff is going to say absolutely no deal, Howie. Uh, So let's get this uh, going with the Bone and Joint Institute. Whenever you get hurt in life, You've got to go to the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, to make sure that you get back to health. Uh, they are the experts. They have over 12 uh, specialists there in Franklin who can uh, handle any type of injury, whatever, it, however it happens and wherever it happens. They've got you covered uh, right there to get you back to health. The Bone and Joint Institute has everything under one roof right there in Franklin uh, to make your health and recovery plan easy on you so you don't have to go all over town to different spots and all over uh, the city for imaging and for testing and for clinic and for rehab and for surgery if you need it. Uh, So check them out, boneandjointtn.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, and you can use our bonus code down there at the bottom. It's A-T-O-Z Sports for a great first bet offer with BetMGM. Where you sign up using that code, you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So if you're looking to get in the sports betting space and you're looking for a sports book that's best for you, get with the king of sports books. BetMGM can give you up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win just by signing up with the bonus code at the bottom. That's A-T-O-Z Sports on BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app. All right, we're here on this Friday, Sam and I, talking about Bryce, uh, well, not Bryce, well, Bryce Young scored really high on the S2 score, but C.J. Stroud bottoming out with an 18 on the S2 score, Bryce Young and 98, Jake Hayner, who I think some people like as a mid to late round quarterback who can last in this league um, right there, as you see with the 96, Will Levis, 93, Anthony Richardson, 79, Hinton Hooker at a 46. I was surprised by that. That is significantly low. And then C.J. Stroud right there, uh, with an 18. So the question we are asking this morning, and Sam, I'll send you to the chat. I don't know if you can if you can read it. It's, it's small font on the chat. Maybe you need some help uh, with that small font. But I'll send you to the chat. Big deal, small deal, or no deal? Uh, what do you what are you seeing from the from the comments thus far? Tighten up thinks this is a small deal. Titans Kyle says small deal. Mark D says big deal. Brandon and uh, Nate say small deal. No deal from Balthazar. Uh, Eric says big deal. Mr. Jones says big deal. All right, Dan, big deals. Orlando says small deal. Guy says small deal. Uh, Jonathan going off the map here says it's an average deal. Which has to be small. Small deal. I I would say that's a small deal. Uh, Small deal from Jabu. Small deal from Jonathan. Big deal for the first three picks for John. 
Uh, small deal uh, from Stephen King says more of a yellow flag for him than a big red flag. Mm. Small deal says Johnny Lee, a small deal uh, from Denise, but she does say that it matters. Uh, small from Deborah, small deal from Jason, big deal from Duran, big deal from Jason Brown. History tells us it's a big deal, says Ashley. Very small deal from Demario. Big deal, says Bork. Uh, we've got big deal from Travoris. Big deal from Jill. Small deal from MK. No deal. Good grief. His tape is a big deal from Tall Texan. Interesting take uh, there with the tape over. Well, let me let me read something because I, I, I don't think we have this excerpt in the article. Uh, I'm trying to go scroll down to find it because Sam, you do that. It's to throw up the graphic that has the excerpt from the article from golongtd.com. Go right. I think the important part here is these two quotes. Guys that graded high on this test don't always play well. One club exec said but we've never had somebody grade low and play well. And then another exec said Stroud scored at 18. That is like red alert, red alert. You can't take a guy like that. That is why I have Stroud as a bust. It's conjunction with the fact that you know, I don't care about the Ohio State part, right? But but the red alert, you can't take that guy. Other uh, There was another quote in this, um, in this article that said that some teams will have Stroud off of their boards completely because of this low 18 S two score. Here's another quote uh, from uh, another exec two. quote. This was my concern with him. The scout said his personality is just sort of calm and mellow and laid back. And that's the way he plays. You look, I don't at know. Him, I don't know what's wrong with being calm and mellow and laid well, back. I mean, that... I think it, I, I think being calm and mellow and laid back is good to have as an, as a, as a trait, but I, I think it's where this next part is going. You look at how Bryce, this is the back to the quote. You look at how Bryce young plays and how Stroud plays. I don't see how anyone can look at those two football players and you want the want Stroud over young Bryce's mind is so quick and he processes so fast. Whereas Stroud, everything is much, much more programmed as in it sounds like Stroud is more being off of what he's told and he is acting out and programmed to do things instead of having an instinctual and reactionary ability to make a play where, you know, Stroud is what, this is what I was taught. This is how I do it. Very programmed, more robotic and Bryce young. I think we all look at Bryce young play and say, yeah, that dude just knows and has a feel for the game. And it's, it's clear where, you know, CJ Stroud as an 18, Sam, I'm going to go and answer. I think this is a big deal. I don't, you know, when, when Jack and I had this conversation last week, we asked on general, as a general, how do you feel about the S2 test? Big deal, small deal, no deal, I believe. I said it's a small deal. I, you know, I think it's a, it's a, an aspect of scouting a quarterback that you need to have and you need to account for, but you don't put everything into it. I think you always should take the tape. You should take production. You should, you should take leadership ability. Uh, I'm not going to quote uh, draft day and say his teammates hate him. They don't show up to his birthday party, but you know, that is, that is important. Like the quarterback has to be able to lead the, the, the rest of the team. That's the nature of the position. But I also think the cognitive and processing and instinctual aspect of the player is important. And I was shocked when I saw Hendon hooker at a 49. Yeah, that's a big deal to me too. And like, if you're that low, and I was expecting Stroud to be 
in that like 40 and 50 range when we heard it was low last time. I mean, an 18 I, is shocking. It is shocking. It's like, like the, it's like, did he forget to write his name on the ACT kind of a shock? Like, yeah. An 18? And like, I'm I'm looking at Hinden Hooker and saying, well, okay, maybe is Hinden Hooker more programmed like Stroud because of the offense and everything? Again, I don't know CJ Stroud like as a human, like I know Hinden Hooker as a human from following the Vols because I went to school there. Right. Like I know everything about Hendon Hooker off the field is passing with flying colors. But CJ Stroud, I don't, I just don't have that familiarity. So I'm looking at tape. I'm looking at production. He played phenomenal against Georgia in that, in that uh, college ball playoff game. That has to go into it. But an 18 is incredibly low, incredibly low. And I have to say that's a big deal. I'm going to get to let you have your uh, answer here in a second, Sam. Jeff says, again, we don't know what's on the test. I have a a baseline have, understanding of it. I, yeah. I do. And <clears throat> I feel like, and I think I, I told this to Jack last week, Sam, and you weren't on the show. You were a little under the weather, right? So several years ago, Zach and I had a sponsorship uh, with a local eye care uh, dog. I actually went and saw him yesterday for my eyes, uh, but or Wednesday. Uh, but they have a sports uh, training facility that helps improve reactionary skills with your eyes and your processing and your, your physical reaction to things. And Zach and I did this. We did, I think it was like 2018. I don't know if anybody wants to scroll through our Facebook live videos from, uh, I believe it was this time of the year. I think it was like April of 2018. If anyone wants to go back five years and look at Zach and I do it. Zach and I did something like this where you have certain triggers that tell you to hit a certain button, react quickly. How, how can you remember patterns? How can you stay focused on one thing, but also understand and process what's happening over here? And I think that is kind of what this S2 test is. And to be honest, I didn't score very high on it because I stressed out about it. I over pressed for it and it made me slower. Zach was pretty good. Zach was comfortable. Zach did well with it. I didn't do as well as he did uh, in a lot of those areas. And so I see what that looks like. I, I, I kind of get it. And this is developed by Vanderbilt guys. Major League Baseball has done this with hitters in the past before the NFL adopted it. So, yeah, I, I kind of think this is a big deal here. Yeah, so I mean, you brought up one point that I think is really important because when I, I've told you this before, when we've had discussions about CJ Stroud, is like I watch the tape and I say, What is the con? I'm like, He's big, he's athletic, he's got an arm strength, he's accurate, he's anticipatory, he uh, was uh, overall a winner. I mean, he didn't, didn't win a national title, but he had some winning seasons uh, with Ryan Day. And your response was often, well, I, I think the biggest knock on CJ Stroud is what is that offense and how does having, you know, those wide receivers and that offense and that scheme translate to the league? Uh, it's something that has been very common with Ohio State receivers, uh, which, uh, you know, is the knock, right? Like, oh, well, that he's throwing to elite guys. I don't put as much into that because I think Joe Burrow was throwing yep. to like, as good as it gets two of the best guys in the league yeah, right now in, you know? in the history yeah. of college football. And turns out that didn't matter. And he was just damn good. 
But I do think when you look at uh, a guy, this score, you can start to say, okay, well, how is his offense then masking for a potential deficiency in quick decision-making and tracking and, and, you know, processing like if things are very like you said robotic and this is how i was taught it's kind of set in stone this is how we're going to do things it he can excel at that but when i watch bryce young and even though i'm concerned about bryce Young's size there is no question that the improvisation that he is able to have i mean i i watched so many plays and anybody who watched his game against tennessee can vouch that it's like just when you think you have him mm-hmm. it's a it's an escape act where he's not only elusive in the pocket and dodging a sack it's how is he making that happen and, and finding that guy in that situation and those are the same characteristics that you see right. in Joe Burrow Josh Allen Patrick Mahomes and, and these elite NFL quarterbacks right now so I think this is a small deal because I, I still and, and it's a rather small deal for me, a pretty small deal. I, I don't know of and this will be interesting now. At, at, like we said, this is the first year that we've talked about the S2 going into a draft cycle yep. pre-draft. And because it's being talked about for the first time ahead of the draft, this will be one of the first years that I think people are going to start watching this list of guys. Not that this list of guys and saying, well, where is, how is Hendon Hooker as a pro? How is CJ Stroud as a pro? How is Jake Hayner as a pro? And how does it relate to their scores? We're going to be more cognizant of that right now. It's easy to look back in hindsight and say, well, Brock Purdy was amazing. Justin Fields was amazing. Joe Burrow was amazing. This is, we now know what it is going into it uh, until there is more precedent for a top prospect in the draft that scores low on this test that turns out to be a major bust. I'm not sure I can wave my red flag just yet. I think the tape is very flattering and the physical tools are very flattering on CJ Stroud. I've been a big fan of his. This doesn't take me out on him, but it isn't something that you can completely write off as no deal. Yeah. Because, it, I mean, it, it's at least interesting. I, I, It's hard. We're going to find out, though, pretty quickly. Right. Um, you know, Kenny says, do get an 18. How is that possible? And, and Steven says, Austin, this seems like a test you can practice with timing. Yeah, you can practice this. And you can – this is a – you can get better <clears throat> but, with but this. Yeah, you can improve it. And, and but the there is a is that anybody each, will – yeah, right. each person has a different, like, just like everything. Like, people have strengths, people have weaknesses. You can improve on your weaknesses, but they're probably never going to become something that is a strength for you. You can improve with that. Um, and, and then people try- have different capacities for <clears throat> learning a- yeah. in different areas. And, and so, like, you can be book smart and you might not have, you know, instinctual intelligence the same way somebody else does. Like th- these are natural things. Sure. But I mean, what matters the, in a quarterback, right? Like, yeah. Like you can be brilliant, but you're not uh, great, you know, social walking around in a, in a bar mingling with people, right? All these different things, right? And so again, uh, Travis asked, what does it say for the other guys who tested well? The main thing that I'm looking at is the S2 people say, hey, guys that graded high on this test don't always play well, but we've never had somebody grade low and play well. So it's not an automatic that Jake Hayner, who scored a 
a 90, a 96 is going to be, uh, you know, a 10 year start in the NFL. There's a physical aspect to this yeah, game, right? right? I mean, like you have to be a talented football player in order sure. to like, make I think transition. it's a, you know, there is a threshold and people have said this and we've talked about it, that 80, if you're over an 80 as a quarterback, thumbs up. Great. You know, like, Obviously, some guys like Joe Burrow was in the 90s. Uh, we talked about Brock Purdy being in the 90s. That's great. That's elite. But if you're 80 or above, then you pass that test that you can, you know, develop and be a, a, a legitimate NFL quarterback with your cognitive abilities and impulse reaction and everything that the S2 has. But if you're below an 80, then okay, maybe the offense has to help you out a little bit more. Maybe you're going to have to be pr- protected in some tactical strategic ways from some type of holes you might have in your game, even if you're a physical freak. And so Caleb brings up, and I'm going to get to this in a second. Caleb brings up Vince Young was as athletic as a guy, but wasn't mature enough to handle the NFL. Yes. And Vince Young was also somebody who scored, I believe like a, I think he got like a, uh, I think it came out like he got like a six on his Wonderlick. I forget what Vince Young's Wonderlick was. Then he he like retook it and, you know, there's, yeah, like it, there, the, I don't care. ACT. I mean, like you can get, but you can improve your score from, you know, a 24 to a 26 with a little bit of studying and an ACT tutor and sure. some preparation for what the, the questions might be. You're not going from a 24 to a 36 on the ACT. Like no. it, that's so it's, can, can you be successful with the 24? Yeah, you can. Yeah. I had a 27. I got a 22. My first time I got a 27. My second time I improved. Right. But it doesn't mean that I'm brilliant. Like people that were in the thirties or above. And so again, an 18 is just incredibly low. And so let's, let's ask this question, Sam. I want to get to the Titan side of this because CJ Stroud, could be off some team's boards as people on golongtd.com were telling uh, Bob McGinn. What does this mean for the Titans? What does CJ Stroud's low S2 score of an 18 mean for the Titans overall uh, in this? And Sam, I'm going to have you tell everybody about our friends at Wilson County Hyundai. Wilson County Hyundai, uh, you have to make them a part of your new car buying process in Lebanon or at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Wilson County Hyundai is the place to go to get your new ride. You can get 0% APR for 48 months on 2023 Sonatas, Santa Fe's, Tucson's, all of their sweet rides. Payne Bone and his team at Wilson County Hyundai are happy to guide you through the financing process, assisting you with buying or trading in a vehicle uh, wherever you are in life and whatever you are uh, ready to do and take that step. Forget all of those downtown Nashville prices as well. The best thing about Wilson County Hyundai is that they are in Lebanon. So you can head to Lebanon and see them. You don't have to get uh, gouged by the downtown Nashville prices that you often see. Uh, Go ahead and check them out. Go see our friends at Wilson County Hyundai at WilsonCountyHyundai.com. Hey, it's Friday, which means with BetMGM, you can play along with no run first inning Friday, Sam. I'm going to have you do some research and just send a tweet from A to Z on on which baseball game you should bet to have no run scored in the first inning today. Because how that works is you open your BetMGM app, you log in, uh, and you opt in for the no no run first inning Friday feature. And that means you place a no run first inning prop bet on any baseball game today in the majors and 
If you win, great. If only one run is scored in that first inning, then you get your money back up to $20 in bonus bets. So Sam, and I have you do some research on which game you like to have no run scored in the first inning today. That's no run first inning Friday. And if only one run scored in that first inning, you get up to $20 back in bonus bets. If that no run first inning prop misses right there, visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new and existing customer offer. All promotions, subject qualification, other requirements. Wars issued knowledgeable for bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. Uh, Sam asking this now uh, because we've talked a lot about C.J. Stroud having a very, very low S2 score of an 18. Now, how does this impact the Titans draft? Because, you know, this is this is lying season, right? Like, we understand that nothing was happening and nothing negative truly came out with C.J. Stroud up until the last, like, 10 days. And now we're hearing a lot more, and that's kind of aligns with when we started hearing S2 scores as a whole. So maybe once S2 scores start leaking out and running around NFL circles, media gets it. And then you start to hear that the Texans might take Will Anderson at two. So how does this impact the Titans draft, Sam, in your opinion, if we think they want a quarterback at some point and Stroud might be dropping a little? Greatly. Uh, I I think this is everything right now. So much of, I, I have people ask me all the time, like, oh, well, what do you think the Titans are going to do? Where are they at? Like, where, like, what do they kind of, where are they leaning? And we have been very adamant on the show. I think you'd agree with me that like so much of what the Titans do on Thursday is going to come down to what happens in the 10 picks before them, or maybe just the first two picks of the draft. Like they are, in a very reactionary position where I feel like the, they're pretty open-ended in, in kind of how they can complete this roster and their story for the 2023 offseason. And a lot of it's going to depend on what is at their disposal. Like we talked yesterday, Zach and I did about, you know, the potential to go and trade for Trey Lance and move a third round pick or a future pick and uh, go get Trey Lance from San Francisco. And the fact that they've been fielding calls. Well, where is Rand Carthon on Trey Lance? Where is Mike Vrabel on his buddy Ryan Day's quarterback, CJ Stroud, who we heard earlier in the offseason was Mike Vrabel's top quarterback that he loves CJ Stroud over the rest of the class. We saw Mike Vrabel at Ohio State's Pro Day. We heard the report that he was uh, on the sideline and told Stroud, like, hey, go shower, go meet me in the wide receiver room. We're going to go meet and have a chat. So, mm-hmm. like, they have done extensive research on these guys. And, and so how does it affect the Titans? I am starting to get more of a feeling that CJ Stroud's not going to go number two overall. And so the Titans are going to start to have the opportunity. Like you're going to have to make a decision and push your chips all in. Do you like this guy or do you not? Because I have been adamant that if he is there at number three, you go get him. Is Mike Vrabel worried about the S2? Does Mike Vrabel have concerns about CJ's ability as a passer in the NFL or or just as a a processor of information at the next level? I think he's going to be available at three. I don't think there's a world where he's Mm. available at, say, 11. But who's picking at number four? Indianapolis. And you have to make a call if you're the Titans on what you think of CJ Stroud and make a very distinct 
decision because you either have to jump your division rival to go make this guy your franchise quarterback or live with the fact that he's going to be playing in Indy for the next four years. It, yeah. So how does this impact the Titans? My answer is, yeah, it, it makes things so fluid and, and unpredictable because we've operated over the last four months, Sam, that quarterback going to go one, even when the bears held a pick, we knew the quarterback was going to go one. And with the Texans being at two, we had a pretty good feeling the quarterback was going to go two. And every conversation that we've had over the last three months, up until like 10 days ago, was about, okay, who's quarterback three? Is it Levis or Richardson? And which one do you like? Who do you, you know? And then, oh, what about Hooker? It's QB five in this class. <clears throat> so little talk about the Titans and CJ Stroud because we didn't expect it. It didn't seem awesome. feasible. And when I first yeah. wrote about the rumor that the Titans could go to number three, I wrote, well, they're not doing it to go get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. If they did it, it'd be for Richardson or Levis because – Let's be honest. There's no chance that those two guys are uh, falling past the number two overall pick. And sure enough, uh, like this is a, a yearly tradition like no other, that there is a quarterback in the draft who receives, I don't want to necessarily like slander. Can it be called the slander? If it's true, maybe no, it can't. But like, I think slander for CJ Stroud that I think is unfair. The Manning, the, stuff the Manning crap. camp stuff. It's crap. It is but stupid. I mean, this is what happened with, uh, like, uh, this is what happened with Justin Fields, too. Well, like, we went into that draft saying it's Trevor Lawrence, then it's Fields. Where does San Francisco go at number three with, like, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones? And that was the question. You get a couple weeks out from draft, and it's like, well, F someone came, I think Orlovsky came out and said, oh, he's a bad character guy. He's a last guy in, first guy out type of guy. And you started to hear different buzz that he wasn't going to cut it. And sure enough, all of a sudden, Zach Wilson becomes the number two. All of a sudden, Trey Lance goes at number three, and the draft board gets completely shaken up. So, it, like, there is a very real possibility you are seeing a similar thing happen here with C.J. Stroud where, you know, perhaps teams do get scared off of the risk. Perhaps he does become the QB three in this year's draft. And, you know, the Titans, like I said, you have to decide very firm. You can't be like 50-50. We'll see what happens at this point. Like if he's at number three, you have to either be willing to sell the farm and go get this guy yeah. or be willing to live with the idea that he could torch you in Indianapolis and know we had a chance to go and make him ours. I did see, uh, I think it was the F word pod guys tweeted out that, uh, I don't know what sports book it is, but Vegas has Will Levis as the favorite to the Colts at minus 110 this morning. So, you know, what if this 18 S2 score, are we preparing ourselves to either see CJ Stroud go number two, the Texans or CJ Stroud just drop and drop and drop and continue to drop like. And who gets desperate enough, right? Yeah. I mean, like this is something else Zach and I talked about yesterday. And again, we compared it to that situation with Justin Fields where, the Bears were picking, I think they were like 14 or 15. All of a sudden, Fields falls out of the top 10, and they say, oh, hang on, we have a chance to go get a QB here. Let's make a move and trade up and go get this guy. That's what they did. Like, how far does somebody like C.J. Stroud or Anthony Richards like, have to fall before Washington, Baltimore, 
like New England, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, New England, like before Seattle one of those again. teams. Yeah, right? before one of those teams goes, hey, New Orleans, we didn't think we'd be here, but if it's CJ Stroud at ten, and we can move up and go get this guy, not having to trade up into the top three, it's just it's very very interesting how it could shake up everything that we think we know about the draft at this point if he's available after the first three or four picks yeah brent says stroud won't be drafted in the top 10 book it i disagree uh, somebody says he will not gonna, fall in the top yeah 10. somebody's gonna trade into the top 10 to get him but if it like if it's at number eight uh the bears have been rumored to look, be looking to trade out of number nine like Atlanta might trade out of their pick. Detroit might trade out of their pick. Like, so if you're one of these teams that's looking to go get him and all of a sudden he's available at eight or nine, like somebody's going to move in and go make that trade. Here's how, here's what I think. This is kind of my gut as of, you know, April 21st, less than a week away from the first round. I don't feel like anybody will trade up for CJ Stroud who doesn't have a veteran that's slated to be the guy like I think you know because that's giving up like here's who I think would be a good pick for CJ Stroud the Seattle Seahawks the Seattle Seahawks are sitting there at five and they've got a bonus first round pick because of the Russell Wilson trade Gino has a contract that looks like he's paid for the next three years but Seattle has flexibility to get get away with it after this upcoming season if you're the Seattle Seahawks and you already have your original pick at 20 I think it is or, you know, right there where the playoff teams are, why not be able to take CJ shot at five and then understand that Geno Smith is there um, if you're okay and you're not giving up a ton uh, to go up and get him. Because if you're going to, if you're going to be Washington or the Titans or Tampa and you're giving up a first round pick in the future and other picks to go up to get a guy who scored an 18 on an S2, you're like going, ooh, man, that's just putting a big old target on your face. That's right? a lot, like, right? Like if, for, if you're mortgaging the future for a quarterback, you have to be pretty sure that he is going to hit and, and like that he can be the franchise guy. And if you have any doubts about that, it, you you're, you get scared. Like yeah. you're a lot more hesitant. to. And so that's where it, like that question comes in though, right? Of if you're Washington – you're not sitting here saying we're going to trade with Arizona to number three to go take a guy that might have a miniature, a miniature red flag at the very least. Yeah. But do you trade to number eight? Do you trade to number nine? Like what, where is the threshold for like, okay, the risk is now worth it. Given what we thought this guy could have been as early as a week ago. Uh, for sure. I want to get to some uh, lunch money before we uh, move on to our next conversation here. Uh, I look, I, I know big 10 Jeff is now flipped over to YouTube to get my attention. I, I've seen your comments. I was going to get to it when it made sense to get to it, Jeff. I wasn't just going to derail the show uh, while we're having a conversation just because you commented something. But now that he gives us some lunch money, he says, Austin, now ask these Titans Vols fans if they still want Hinton Hooker. Oh, look, I, I mean, I said it earlier in the show that I was surprised to see Hinton Hooker on this list as a 46. Like that. And it's, it's just as concerning. Yes, like absolutely. Like an 18 is bad. A 46 is bad. An 18 is like bottoming out bad. But yeah, like. My ears perk up. You know, I I look at Hinton Hooker and say, oh, that's interesting. Uh, and, and a guy very similar in those things I talked about with Stroud about like the offense, right? So like, like the same way people knock Jalen Hyatt as a pro prospect for half of his receiving yards coming on busted coverages and being wide open down the field. 
Well, Hendon Hooker's stats also got padded by a couple like, yeah, oh, Jalen Hyatt's wide open and you or I could stand back there and make yeah. that throw given what the, the coverage was in front of him. So like that becomes interesting as well. Another guy that, you know, played in a very successful offensive system that doesn't test well in terms of his own cognitive recognition. Sure. Uh, now here's something that I, John brings some lunch money in says, sounds like he failed intentionally to keep from being picked by the Texans or Panthers. Not many people want to play for either of those teams. I, uh, the I, old Eli Manning strategy. I, I think that is ridiculous. And, and Eli Manning didn't tank like his combine or tank his testing. That's no, I, if that is ridiculous to think that a quarterback prospect would tank their cognitive test to drop in the draft. Cause that's costing them money. It's a lot of money too. It's a lot of money. Like the difference between the first pick and being the fifth pick is a lot of money. A couple million dollars. Like, I mean, it's, it's a big dip. Um, I did see a tweet. I wish I remember who tweeted it. Cause I would love to give them credit. It made me laugh out loud. Uh, it was in response to Mike Vrabel meeting CJ Stroud in the wide receiver room. And it was like, as soon as they get in there, Vrabel puts a like a jersey over the camera and like breaks the camera in half. It goes, all right, here's what you're going to do. We're going to tell everybody you got an 18 on the S2. I'll see you at 11 or something like that. And it's like, <laughs> it was like, you, you ditch the Mannings. We tell them you got an 18 on the S2. I'll see you at 11, buddy. And, yeah, and it, it was like, that is pretty funny. That is good. It, yeah. yeah. And Andre saying Eli pulled the Chargers card. I mean, Eli was just. Eli used his Manning name and, and Arch just, did the bidding for him. I mean, yeah, I like know. Eli bullied, they bullied the Chargers into doing that. That was not, and, and I think Chris says that was a Mike Herndon tweet. Yeah, that was pretty funny from Mike. If that was, All right, yeah, the good. Uh, that. Yeah, Eli bullying a team saying, I'm not going to play for you, I'm going to play for New York. That is uh, an all time, you know, Manning privilege move. <laughs> uh, there, all right, Sam, let's go ahead and flip to this topic because I think this is going to be interesting because uh, the Arizona Cardinals released some new uniforms yesterday um, and they've got some reviews. I'll, I'll leave it at that. We'll ask you guys flash or trash. Cause here they are flash or trash. How do you feel about the Arizona Cardinals new uniforms? We want to hear what you got. You can give a, uh, a, a lightning emoji. If you think they're good for flash, you can get that trash can emoji if you think they're trash. So get your comments ready to go on what you think about these new threads from the Arizona Cardinals as I tell you guys about our new sponsor, Aura, because we know anyone can find anything about you on the internet, your full name, personal email, home address, phone number, and even your relatives. Sam and I have both signed up with Aura this, this past several days, and I know they found uh, 30 data brokers who had my information. I think they've been removed from 24 of them already. Sam, I know they found a couple dozen uh, of data brokers that had your info as well. They profit by selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spammers, and anyone else that wants to learn about you. Our sponsor, Aura, will identify those data brokers who are exposing your info and automatically submit opt-out requests on your behalf, even get you out of those junk mail and telemarketing lists. You can get a two-week free trial by going to our link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. I'm going to paste that link right there in the chat for you guys because it is important that you go to that link, Aura.com slash A-T-O-Z for your two-week free trial. They've got uh, 
everything you need from internet safety inside of one app, including VPN, password manager, real-time credit and identity theft, monitoring, internet parental controls, and protects your devices from malware. So once again, for a two-week free trial, go to our link for Aura, aura.com slash A-T-O-Z. We have a first bet offer coming at you from BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. You use that bonus code down at the bottom of the screen there, A-T-O-Z Sports on the BetMGM app, and you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. That's the best way to get into sports betting uh, is risk-free, really. And so finding a way to place that first bet and get something back if it doesn't work out in your favor. So find that pick that you like. If you've been looking to get into the sports betting space, or even if you're an experienced sports better that hasn't gotten with BetMGM yet, you have to because they're the king of sports books. We love them here at A to Z Sports, and you can use that bonus code ATOZ Sports to get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Uh, that is why Austin, myself, uh, everybody at A to Z is active on BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline at 800-889-9789. All right, uh, so some real quick comments before we get to that. Uh, Jeff says, signing up for Aura right now. Yeah, do that. It doesn't matter where you are. I saw, I saw Denise uh, ask, does Aura run in Texas? Aura is national, baby. So it doesn't matter where you guys are. Robocallers and those telemarketers will find you. So again, click that link, Aura.com slash ATOZ. I pasted it again uh, in the chat. And then John says that Chris Frazier sells your info to robocallers. So maybe if you sign up for Aura, uh, then you rid yourself <laughs> of Chris Frazier. I mean, I think that's pretty legit right there. Uh, so check it out, Aura.com slash ATOZ. Aura.com slash ATOZ. Please use that link when you sign up for Aura. It takes two like two minutes, minutes, too. Like, I mean, it is. It was it was snapping my fingers easy. Like, yeah, it, it, so, so easy. So, And then I keep checking it. It's like, oh, look, more, more data yeah. brokers are removed. That's fun. <laughs> so, all right, Sam. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals released these things. Flash or trash? Flash or trash? Sam, what do you see the comments saying about this? Flash or trash? Uh, Denise says these are trash. Uh, we Pierre says Bush League trash. Scott says trash. Trash, trash, trash. Bland from Josh Brown. Numbers almost look like the Titans, says Patrick Bird. Trash from Titanium Titan. Titans Kyle. Trash. Garbage pail. Trashola. Trash. Trash, 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 trash. All the trash can emojis coming in. Have we gotten a flash yet? Have we gotten? No, I thought I was I, slick coming up with the flash or trash rhyme. Uh, we're getting a lot of trash, trash. Eric says they're the Ohio State Cardinals. Uh, or Utah. I saw some Utah Utes uh, people commenting that it looked like that. The U- Yeah, I can see that too. Uh, they kind of look like the Falcons to me. Uh, trash too simple, uh, trash from Brent Ray, trash. Jacob says they're trash and boring. We don't have anybody. I can't, I do not see a single comment that said we had Jerry says they're a dumpster fire. I don't have too many people that are saying this is flash right now. I, I mean, the yeah. Arizona Cardinals had one of the worst, uh, had one of the worst uniforms in sports, I guess. And they've, I, I think this is an upgrade. You think it's an upgrade? I do. It's just not a significant upgrade. I mean, these are, I, I said they need to simplify. They did, they did, but these are still trash. I mean, these aren't good uniforms. Come on now. 
you can do better with that color scheme. Black and red is sweet. Why are we like, we have black, red, and white. That is a very clean color scheme. And we're just literally putting out black on black, red on red, white on white with the triple, like the triple stripe on the sleeve screams Ohio state is especially because on the black and the uh, white jerseys, it looks like Ohio state's like silver and garnet, like striping. Yeah, on the black for sure. I, well, I looked at the reason I said Falcons. I look at the red, like the Arizona across the red, and it looks like the the font that says Atlanta across the Falcons jerseys. Yeah. Like, like it's just so unoriginal. I mean, that's my problem with them. Why they're trash is like you have a pretty clean logo in the Cardinals head. You have a great color scheme in the black, white, and red, and yet you can't come up with something even slightly original where like if I am watching the Arizona Cardinals from 10,000 feet and I see their uniforms on a football field, I am saying to myself, who is that? Like, I I don't know who's playing right there. That it's just another team. And so it's so on like not unique. I'm just, I'm not a fan. You can do better. Yeah. uh, Sorry, Jeff. I said garnet. I don't know why I say scarlet. Um, Wrong word came out (laughs) real weird, but anyway, I, it, it does look like the black helmets for the Cardinals uh, look pretty clean because they've got the yellow beak poking out of the black helmet that looks cool. I just think here's my reaction was this is like a lot of work goes into new uniforms for the NFL. Like it's a multi-year process. I remember learning about that when the Titans did it uh, five years ago, which is, it's been a long time, five years. And I'm like, that's what you came up with. Like that, like you put, all this effort, all this time, money, resources spent of, you know, there's so much design and, Has somebody, and that's what you came up with. Like I know was, we, had, we had the conversation about good jerseys and bad jerseys, but have we seen many, like, I guess, jerseys that were uh, like an updated jersey that we liked that were clean updates? Like, what is an example of very, like, incredibly clean you know what I mean? Yeah, like a I tweak mean, I mean, to a jersey that we were like, oh, that's a huge improvement. Well, I thought that the Titans was a huge improvement. Like their old two-tone blue was significantly outdated. It smelled like the 90s and they upgraded. Now, I I think I, I have personal issues with some of the numbers and the fonts with the numbers that are hard to read. But I think if you strip away the number font, the 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 swords on the shoulders and how the Titans went about it, I, I think it looks good. Um, and, you know, I like the Chargers update. I know everybody loves the Chargers jerseys, but they got a lot of criticism for moving past like the iconic like Thunderbolt kind of like scheme that they had going on. But I think their current ones are like they're they're okay. Like I like I mean I, I like the dark blue that they added. I think it's a good good tweak. I don't know. Can you think of another like freshly updated jersey that is like really good I, I don't know i don't know one of my lights just went out i don't know what's i going see on that right. you're but, now you're looking a little spooky with your tiara on. yeah i know right that was the hey 57 minutes 44 seconds i did we minute. we were trying to see how far we could make it into the show uh austin i do want to get to some of these super chats real quick because there's some of these that we haven't gotten to yet um you did talk about john saying he failed intentionally to avoid being picked by the panthers uh we had a follow-up uh i trying to find it right here but nathaniel said do you think it's possible he boomed on bombed on purpose to get drafted by a more appealing team i think the consensus is no like you are a a draft prospect you want to go as high as possible um and 
failing the test is absolutely nothing for you except cost you some money. And especially when there is a possibility that you could be drafted by a good team that trades up for you. Like you never really know. Uh, Kane said that he calls BS on the whole CJ Stroud deal with the S2. Remember the Wonderlick test? Peyton Manning scored below average. Look how that turned out. So this test will determine the unknown. Uh, which we kind of said that this is different. He said, you dismissed the Wonderlick being invalid. How can you be so sure this test won't become invalid? How did he become a top draft pick with this issue? It's a good point. I, I mean, and that, and that is why I have this being a small deal because I think the film on CJ Stroud uh, and the body of work in college warrants the, but yeah, uh, I, but I think. I also look at seven years of information and the fact that, Anybody who's scored low has not had positive success. Yeah. Well, we need to talk about like, what is the difference between this and the Wonderlick? Like, why do we dismiss the Wonderlick or why do I dismiss it? I mean, it, it was an IQ test. Like it was an intelligence test. And I don't think being having a high IQ or being smart is a tangible like thing that correlates to good quarterback play. Not, not completely. Like, not, I, like there is it, a, yeah, there's a threshold of intelligence that you, you need. can be a not very intelligent on an IQ scale, ACT scale type of person or type of guy that has some of the intangibles for a quarterback, like quick processing information or, or like, like, and so the Wonderlick is trying to kind of take some of the, like the characteristics of QBs that prove to be important on the football field and Kane, we don't know for sure. We could look the like three years down the road and say CJ Stroud's an amazing prospect. We really can't put too much stock into the Wonderlick because remember when he bombed it. But I think it is at least at this point because there hasn't been a player test that poorly to end up turning out as a good NFL QB in seven years of conducting the test that it is at least a body of work big enough to start you know having a precedent and having the conversation. Yeah, um, for sure let's see if we let's yeah this is the big 10 jeff saying yeah, about yeah. Uh, Hendon hooker um and it's then john thing. said yeah. john said sounds like variable games i i don't know exactly what he meant by that but i uh potentially mike variable playing games with people maybe like, maybe I, I, could be could be it goes back to the mike herndon tweet he, he, yeah what went on in the ohio state wide receiver room and what's mike variable planning behind closed doors we'll see yeah you never know. All right, Sam, let's get to Ain't That Good News to wrap up our Friday. Uh, my light went out on my right side. My left side light is still on. So the power is still going here at the house. But I don't know what's going on with that light over there. I got to fix that later on. Yeah. But let's get to Ain't That Good News here on the show to send out us out to the weekend. But first, I'm going to tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. They can make sure that you are covered with health coverage however you need it with farm bureau health plans if you've got an existing plan and you've got some gaps in it you've got some holes for health or for or for even vision or dental farm bureau health plans can help you out uh, supplement with that or maybe you're a, you're self-employed maybe you're trying to to go after your independent contractor chasing that dream career uh, on your own and you need some type of coverage it's better what the other options are out there on the marketplace. Farm Bureau Health Plans has you right there for a great rate with fantastic coverage and service. Check them out at fbhp.com slash ATOZ. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. 
Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports on BetMGM and BetMGM.com to get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, that's the best way to get involved with a sports book, with the king of sports books. So, BetMGM, you use that code, you place your first bet. If it doesn't hit, you can get that money back up to $1,000 as a bonus bet. So, go ahead and get with our folks at BetMGM and find out why they are the king of sports books. <laughs> All right, ain't that good news to send us to the weekend. Sam, I'll let you go to the chat to see if you can find anything uh, for some good news from the chat as we've talked a lot about bad news uh, from C.J. Stroud and his S2 score. Well, I think this is Patrick turning it around, saying ain't that good news that Stroud drops that score. He scored low so we can drop to the Titans. So uh, maybe – Oh, there we go. Look at you looking all bright and chipper now. Yeah, shout out to my on. my lovely wife who was able to, to come in and, and help save the day. There we go. There we, a good news on a Friday. My life back see. on. Thank you. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I don't know if this is his. Is this Mr. Jones's good news that there's a Panic at the Disco music video about to break out? That Maybe. we're about to drop a Panic at the Disco. Okay. Alan wants me to do the one chip challenge. Uh, no nope. thoughts on yep. Yeah, I have uh, that banned you, that from the company moving forward. Put the kibosh on that real quick. Big 10 yep. Jeff. Good news. This time next week, he will be one hour from takeoff on his 10 day Italian vacation. That is excellent news, Jeff. So I've, I've heard of so many people who are going to Europe at the end of April. It's a good time. This is the best time to go. I mean, oh, I was cool. in, you know, I was in Italy in, uh, but that was July. like June, right? Or July. I was in July, yeah. most of July last year. I was in Italy and as lovely and excellent as it was, my, the one thing, it was hot as all heck. And there was very limited air conditioning mm -hmm. in Europe. So uh, they tell you go in the fall or go in the spring before it gets to like, deadly temperatures out there yeah. makes it a much more enjoyable experience so jeff i hope you have an excellent time that sounds fantastic enjoy the seven hour time difference and maybe tune in on a to z sports at yeah, 3 I mean, p.m from italy somewhere yeah, so. jeff will have to watch our draft coverage uh when he's over in italy or well, maybe on the, the draft will be happening while at two in the morning for jeff while he's well, he'll italy, get so. he'll get the uh thursday he'll get the first round but then he'll have to fly in and maybe watch the second oh, and third true. round on the plane yeah, this time next week, he's one hour away from takeoff. So, yeah, he'll get the first round. That's good. Yeah. Uh, good news, driving to Vegas, four-hour drive uh, to attend LS Fest next Thursday. Racing burnouts, horsepower competition, and a car show. Three days of joy, says Jason Martinez, and he'll be uh, he'll be there during the draft. You were in Vegas for the draft last year, Austin. No, you know? Oh, no, you were not. There. Zach was. Yeah. And, you know, Vegas for the NFL draft is probably the best spot to be for the NFL draft. That's Mine's Nashville. Place. Nashville is pretty sweet. I wasn't here when it happened, no. so sorry. Nashville yeah. was awesome. Nashville crushed the NFL draft. Kansas City, eh, look, it here. looked like it on TV. I just, I oh, could yeah. tell. I was, I was like, I don't want to be anywhere near Broadway and Nashville right now. You're going to be in like it looks like great time traffic for days. Uh, let's see. Uh, two things: got his A to Z merch this week, and next yeah. Tuesday is opening day for turkey hunting up here in Ontario. Says Jonathan, love that. We love. I'm both gonna, of those I'm gonna things. do something. I like. I like dropping links in the chat sometimes and let me uh i think he's got some a to z sport look at his profile picture down there look at jonathan's sharp looking profile picture with with uh with, with that a to z hat on that's right he's, he's got a nice shirt on yeah that's 
looking good. I like I'm that gonna, a lot. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do some more. I'm just gonna post that that merch link right there, um, in the chat, and then I'll just add this too. If you want to use this code, AZ30 when you check out. There's how about thirty percent off for people? Why? Why go. the hell not? H- happy Friday. <laughs> Stephen King says, "Good news, it's his dog's birthday. Going to give her doggy ice cream later. Nice. We love it. The doggy That's ice fantastic. cream cups are just such a." Such a great little treat uh, for the furry friends. Uh, Good news, NBA playoffs and Davis versus Garcia boxing match this weekend. I'm fascinated by this Davis-Garcia match. Like this is, I don't know how much you know about this, Austin, but this has kind of been social media beef turning into like a marquee fight. So this is going to be fun. Um, And I have no idea who I want to win or think is going to win. It'll be good though. It'll be headline either way. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's see. Uh, Devin said, started my job with a new mortgage company. So if any Titans fans other than Jeff need a home loan, I got you, LOL. It's a little troll for (laughs) this guy, Jeff, there. But uh, congrats on the new job to our guy, Devin. Uh, Let's see. Let's Yeah, give Sam Monocle. He's Mr. Peanut. Do I have news for you, Jason? This is good news for you. (laughs) Just don't burn your eye out. I've got it ready. It's just it doesn't stay up there. It's it's difficult. Yeah, it's, it's uh, hard. I don't know how to work this thing to get it to like hang up yeah, right here. That's okay. That's Trey says good news is middle turns five this week. Tons of good news. Couldn't have better day with them. Took them out of school. A total yes day. Nothing like watching them light up. Uh, Ethan says good news. Going to see Morgan Wallen. Uh, MB good news. One more week until we get to discuss the position the Titans actually did select. Yeah, next Friday morning is going to be. Oh, I can't exactly. wait to actually have a draft pick to talk about. Oh my I mean, gosh. Yeah. Hey, uh, my little brother in the chat, uh, his good news picked up his hearing aid yesterday and can hear out of his right ear for the first time in over two years. So he's surprised to me. Yeah. I did not know you were getting that. That's congratulations. Cause that's been a deal uh, for, se- for several years there uh, on getting that thing fixed. So Sam, what is your good news uh, this week? <sighs> my good news I'm gonna mess. I, I didn't prepare good news right here. I, I have I what have your a, good news should be. You have what my good news should yeah. be. If I were you, I know what my good news would have been. All right. Uh, did I you mean, or did you not ride in a in a race track? Yeah, in a race no, that's car. A good two one. Days that's ago. a good one. That's a good one. I yeah. Good news. I see. I always view the good news as like something that's about to happen. I was like, I don't really have huge plans for this weekend, so I didn't. That is a good one. Yeah. yeah, Wednesday, I had the uh, the pleasure of being at the Nashville Super Speedway representing A to Z Sports uh, in our new relationship that we're trying to uh, continue to improve and form with the folks over at the Speedway. And they were excellent. They uh, allowed me to attend one of their media luncheons, got some media availability with a few different NASCAR drivers and built the Cup Series, Truck Series, and Xfinity Series. And then we got to cap the day off by uh, doing some hot laps in the official nascar pace car which was pushing well over 100 miles an hour around the track with some serious horsepower and uh i mean these guys are just incredible these drivers (laughs) how they're they are they're flying around the track it feels like we're about to burn out at any moment i've got ben rhodes of the nascar truck series former truck series champion in the car with me and he's telling me hey man you know if we touch that yellow line right there we we wreck and i'm like ben we are an inch from the yellow line and he's just like yeah i know we're good though like this is right where we he's like you touch that line you wreck into the wall you stay above it you're right where you want to be just really impressive stuff uh and and 
a lot of fun to get a chance to ride in the car with them. Uh, you're getting real close to the wall. And I was just like, how do you do this every day, all day for your job? It, like it's, it's intimidating stuff. Yeah, that it looked cool. Like I was excited that you got to go do that. So uh, it, Rooney asked, "When am I going?" Because I my one of my birth uh, Christmas presents for my wife was I get to go drive a race car at the Super Speedway uh, coming up at some point. Whenever I ha- you know have a hey, second to go do it. Well, listen, we we yeah we had a an open invitation as well from the folks at Nashville Super Speedway that they gave to me that you know at A to Z Sports we are welcome to uh, kind of go check that out and go have that same experience. So I, you know, we're, we got to send Zach out there too. Like we got to get people in these cars uh, and cause it, it was very, very cool. It's not like, I don't know, it's just different than you expect. And, uh, but yeah, good news that I got to, got to do that. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and we will definitely Jacob bring cameras for that. No doubt about it. So my good news uh, is that we are approaching draft week and we have tons of plans for our draft coverage. And it's going to be so deep and so strong across the board. We're going to unveil and reveal all the details of our draft plans, multiple live stream shows that are going through on the entire drafts on Thursday and Friday nights, including we are going to be on here uh, reacting to what the Titans do and preparing for what the Titans do as well. Buck will be at the facility on Thursday and Friday and Sam will be over there on Saturday, the draft weekend guys is my favorite sports weekend of the year. That might sound ridiculous, but it that's for me the draft because it's the combination of college football and the NFL coming together for one big weekend where you get experts all over the place talking about different transitions and stories and everything. So getting into draft week is my good news because next Friday we're not going to have time for good news because we're going to be reacting to whatever the hell Rand Carthon did in the first round or what he didn't do. And then we're talking about, you know, the second round pick, if he still has it or if he traded away. So that is my good news is that we're about to get ramped up for NFL draft week. And it's going to start Sunday night with A to Z sports primetime and Buck rising. He's got that thing lit and ready to go. And we're going to have a big time week plus here as in, uh, Practice starts next month too. So that we're just getting right there into football again. Uh, that's the thing that I'm excited about. It's like, yeah, you have the draft and the draft is such a period of excitement where you like, you just see all the player comps and you're like, what could this guy be like? And like so many of these guys, it's the beauty of the NFL too, that like they're going to play and play right away. And so you're going to see them on your favorite team in the uniform and uh, hopefully see them excel and yeah, the, the draft is also a signal of like, hey, we're here. Like, I mean, it goes very quickly from the draft to rookie minicamp to OTAs, kind of segueing into the summer. And then you're kind of breathing down the neck of training camp. So the draft is kind of the trigger for us being like right in back into the swing of football season and kind of having a lot going on and a lot to talk about and break down regarding the Titans and the rest of the league as uh really starting Thursday, like this week, let's do it. We're here. Yep. And then uh, here's a comment I flat out disagree with. Devin says, then we won't have anything to talk about for two months. No, like like the post draft reaction is way better than the lead up to the draft. And I will be at rookie mini camp. I will be at OTAs. I will be talking to these players live from the Titans facility. And we will have a lot more of like, not only seeing what the Titans do in the draft and understanding what their roster makeup is going to look like, but then seeing it play out on a field. And, and I think that's cause for a lot of excitement and conversation as you uh, get ready 
to look ahead to the season. And then, of course, August 1st, we're at training camp and we're uh, full full speed ahead into the season. Yeah, and then Nick says, can you please repost the Corey Davis draft night show? I tried to go back and find it, but couldn't. We'd love to see Zach's reaction. So, Nick, I, saw, I actually watched it last week as we were doing some draft prep. I f- searched it on Facebook and I found it. So, it won't be on YouTube, Nick, but it'll, it will be on Facebook from April of 2017. Where we were live at a sports bar. On Facebook. Yeah, scroll yeah. back to April. Of no, Facebook. you just search it. You, you can just search it, yeah. A to Z Sports Nashville Titans draft reaction, something like that. Go to live videos, and you'll find it somewhere. Uh, I love a good reaction live from a sports bar. Too. Oh, it was fantastic. That because we were because the Titans picked fifth and eighteenth that year because that was J Rob's uh, second draft after they traded away number one. So they have the Rams' fifth overall pick where they took Corey Davis. So we were live. Pick one through thirty-two, and you know we that the we had our our server that night continued to refresh our beers uh, behind the the camera, and so we kept like reaching to like you know take a sip to like wet our mouths as we were nonstop talking for three and a half hours. Yeah, and the beer just was bottomless, like it just kept refilling, and so it got kind of dicey there. Pick twenty-eight. Uh, it was it was very entertaining but you can go find it um and nick says he looked on facebook yeah i found it last week because i watched a little bit because there was a big argument with a fan there who was a big texas tech guy when mahomes went and was a mahomes truther and zach and i were mahomes doubters and that was entertaining so you can go find a lot of that stuff uh, I was at a sports bar when the, the Bears traded up. I was at a sports bar in Chicago. The Bears traded up. Everybody thought, here comes Deshaun Watson. And then the commissioner goes to the podium and says, uh, so like Mitchell Trubisky. And there is a pause in the mm. Buffalo Wild Wings of being like, we traded, we, we traded up for Mitchell Trubisky. It, it was, and yeah, sure. We all know how that worked out, but it was a, it was an odd odd day uh, i'm i'm sure all right guys well that'll wrap it up for us on this friday we appreciate you guys uh as always you guys are making this show fun every single day big week coming up next week so make sure you subscribe to the channel and like the show before you go because i know always there's more people watching the show that have hit that like button so make sure you hit help us out there and turn those live notifications on because they're very important for next week with draft week we'll see you guys Uh, After the weekend, have a great weekend. Talk to you later. Appreciate it as always.